What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. Back at it with another solo episode. I think this is four in a row, and typically I don't like to do that many solo episodes. However, I don't mind doing the solo episodes. They're fun. We have fun doing them, and they're easy. They're super easy to do. Um... I've been really working on getting guests on the podcast. It's just the last few guests. We've had some scheduling conflicts. Uh, things come up last minute. And it's all good. You know, shit happens. I totally understand. And we we go with the flow. We go with the flow. It's easy enough for me to do another solo episode I just try and mix it up a little bit. You know, I like getting the guests on. I like having a little mix-up. I know it gets kind of stagnant sometimes doing the solo podcasts. But some podcasters just do solo podcasts. Some podcasters just just do guest podcasts. I mix it up. I like to do a little of both. So we're here. We're doing another one. And it's all good. It's all good. Because I got plenty to talk about. I always got plenty to talk about. I could ramble for days. You know it. And so, here we are together. We're going to have a great day. We're going to have a great episode. So stick around. You know I, I do this for you. It's late. It's late tonight. I was I, I, This was last minute, man. I, I was like, let's slap it together. Let's put together an episode. And you know what? I do this for you, my babies. I do it for you because you like the content. I got to deliver the content. And unlike last time where I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to skip the week. Nah, not this week. We're feeling good. We got to put out the content. I can't miss two show or two episodes in the same month. That's just, that's just not like me. So I'm putting it out for you. And the best thing you can do to thank me for that is, is like, share, subscribe. If you're already subscribed, share the podcast, get the word out, let's boost those numbers up, and that's how you can thank me for staying up late and putting out some content for you. And I know you appreciate it. Let's get into it. No, This is the longest intro I think I've ever done. <laughs> let's get into it. What is it? Episode 119, I believe? We'll go with that. Of Life's a Garden. So, it's actually... 120 episode 120 that's fucking crazy and you know what it's great that i'm forgetting what numbers it is that just means we have that that's how many episodes i'm losing track and normally i'm really good at keeping track of what numbers because i'm crazy like that i have a weird like obsession with order and numbers and things like that so the fact that I'm forgetting and not paying attention to that, it's just become that regular of a thing that I, I totally forget what numbers my episodes are now. 120, man. That's crazy. I started this. I, I can't I can barely remember episode one now. Like, that's how far we've gotten into this and gotten so much better. You know, it just gets better. I get better at this. We get better equipment. It's crazy. It really is. And I was I was looking back at some of my older episodes, and it's just like, I dread listening to some of those. Like, I can only imagine, A, how terrible the audio quality is, how bad, like, the editing probably is, just how bad everything is. The camera, like, it's so funny how little I was willing to put into it just to put something out and now I'm just like super it's gotta be pristine I need to have good lighting I need to have good sound quality like everything needs to be pristine because I guess I've fall, you know I've I've 
We've built a following together. We're all part of this together. The following is built considerably from episode one to now. And I, and I pride myself on putting out good quality content. And putting out content in general. Like I said, I had to make sure I did one this week. I couldn't just miss another week. Um, and no shade to my guests who I had planned and couldn't make it. We're going to reschedule. It's all good. Uh, shit happens. And I'm honestly, I'm just more than happy that my, that the guests, I'm not going to spoil who, who it was, but, um, I'm just happy enough that the guest reached out and was, and like kept me informed as to what was going on. I've literally had guests who will rename, who will name, Remain nameless. I've had guests who haven't been on the show. I've scheduled them. They've said yes. And then just ghost me. Like they don't respond. And then I never hear from them again. And that really sucks. I would rather you cancel on me and tell me and like acknowledge that it's the existence of myself in the podcast than just completely ignore me. So I can appreciate that. We're going to reschedule and it's going to be a blast then. So... Everything happens for a reason. That podcast will be meant to come out then, and this one will be meant to come out now. Just like we know. things. Everything happens for a reason. We go with the flow, and we keep on rolling. It is... The, and another thing, too, as far as like scheduling and stuff like that goes, I mean, I, it's tough for me right now because the next two weekends, I'm I'm not even in town. And that's usually when I like to record, Friday, Saturday... I won't even be in town this weekend or this weekend or the next weekend. I it's a busy it's a it's just a jam-packed month, honestly. And while I'm on the subject, I need to put this out because I I don't remember if I mentioned it last week or not. Maybe we we might not even have known about this last week. Um our show we had scheduled for October 29th. We had to cancel that. So, see, I, I understand on both sides of cancellation. I know what it's like to be canceled on, and I know what it's like to cancel things. And it, it sucks both ways, but you make do. Like I said, shit happens for a reason, and shit just happens, and you just got to deal with it. So, big apologies to Craft Local, to um, the old ones, and Tribe, who we were supposed to play with. Shout out to those guys. Um, hope you guys go out and, and still support the show. At Craft Local, October 29th. Show starts at 7. So I still want to promote the show, even though we won't be playing. But, um, yeah. So anybody who, who may have not heard yet, I got to get the word out that we will not be playing that show. Again, very bummed out. But we're going to schedule another one. We'll, we'll be back. We're going to play another show hopefully soon. And, yeah. So I had to get that out of the way. Anyway, these trips. So this weekend... Um, myself and Aaron will be going to Missoula for a, uh, Grizz game, Montana Grizz college football, which is going to be awesome. Uh, it's been probably two, no, three years since I've been to a Grizz game. Maybe even more, honestly, it's been a while. I love going to Grizz games. It honestly, the Grizz for, for being a division Two, I guess they technically are, right? They're FCS division. Um, it's It feels like what I would imagine a big college game being like, even though I, I assume big colleges are just nuts. There's there's something different about a college crowd than a, than a professional crowd. And I'm speaking purely from only going to Grizz games. Plus you see it on, on TV and stuff like that. But, yeah, so we're going to go to Missoula. Going to be a fun time. Aaron, he grew up in Missoula. He, he's a, this is, I think he said this is the first time he's been back to Missoula in like 10 years. So that's going to be really cool to go do that with him. We're going to bounce around to the bars and stuff like that. Even though your boy won't be drinking, still sober October, which, by the way, is going tremendously. I feel so good. You know what I mean? Like, I feel in great health. My mind is so clear. This is why I do this. This is why Sober October is important and why I do it. It's a reset. It makes me feel so good. Eventually, obviously, I'll be back like a... I'll be the 
belligerent booze bag that I am back in the bars causing ruckus and and waking up feeling like dog shit but uh, you know as for now it's a good reset and I feel great and the workouts have been working out every single day feeling awesome so it's 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 all good though I'll be the DD we'll go out we'll have fun he'll get to hang out with some of his friends and we'll enjoy the football game Missoula is an interesting town. I don't think I could ever live there. It's a very hippy-dippy town, college town, um, very very liberal um, in, in all the bad ways. <laughs> but nothing, I, sincerely, nothing really against left policies. But there's always that limit that there's that line that you cross when it becomes obnoxious. That's Missoula. So... I feel like Bozeman is kind of that way too, but they're kind of more white collar liberal where I feel like Missoula is a little bit more blue collar liberal, uh, which, which basically is a uh, layman's term for poor liberal. And I said, and I'm, I don't mean that in, in like the negative light. Uh, you know what blue collar and white collars mean? I'm clearly kidding. But anyway, um, yeah, and but Missoula is fun. I could not live there. It would be obnoxious to live there. But for a weekend, it's a blast. I would rather hang out in Missoula than in Bozeman. Bozeman's a little hoity-toity for my tastes. I I, I gel better with a blue-collar crowd rather than a... Uh, and, and see, I say white-collar liberal because I think they pose the liberal views because it's very... You know, like Hollywood is white-collar liberal. And, um, I guess I couldn't tell you what blue collar liberal would be. Seattle, I guess. I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I would gel better with, with the blue collar crowd for sure. That hoity toity. I mean, that's kind of what Bozeman is. It's where all the fucking celebs go and where all the, the businessmen, all the big CEOs move to. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's this weekend is Missoula. And then next weekend, your boy is going to be heading down to Denver to waste his money on a Broncos game. Yeah, we'll get into that in just a second. First of all, very excited to go to Denver. I love going to Denver. I go at least once a year. This will be the second time I go this year, actually, because me and my brother went in like February, I want to say for basketball game and then this is this is going to be an interesting one because apparently we're just bombing we're bombing down on saturday and then coming back on sunday after the game that's the plan i will not be driving thank god i mean if if i'm asked to drive i certainly will but to go to a football game on sunday and then drive eight hours back Eight to nine hours. Hopefully, the I mean, I assume the weather's going to be fine. But, Jesus. That is something. And to, and to, and to make a 16-hour round trip within 48 hours. So, within 48 hours, 16 of those 48 hours will be in a vehicle driving on the interstate. And that is a long drive. Trust me. The, the drive back is even more mind-numbing. We're going to do it, and hopefully, you know what? Maybe I'll maybe I'll catch some Zs on the way back, which I will not because it's just me and one other fella, Mr. Michael May from the Crystal, are heading down there. And, um, yeah, I, I can't fall asleep on him. Like, that's terrible co-pilot etiquette. If you're the co-pilot... You have to stay up with the driver. Like, that's so rude to sleep when somebody's driving, especially. Like, there's no way I would ever do that. I don't care if I have to stay up till 2 a.m. I already took the next day off work, so no problems there. I'm staying up. Like, I gotta. I can't I can't do that to the guy. That's bad co-pilot etiquette. Um, so, yeah. That'll be an interesting 48 hours, for sure. I'm just glad I'm not driving it. <laughs> And not to mention, 
Missoula, that's a, you know, we're drive, driving down Friday, coming back Sunday. So it's a little more time in between. And uh, I'm going to, I'm that that's a 10 hour round trip. That's five hours there, five hours back. So this whole, <laughs> this, I'm putting some miles on the road. I'm going to be putting some miles out there just to go see some football games. So the Broncos better fucking make it worth it. I'll tell you right now, because now I'm going to vent about that. Okay. So buckle up. You're about to see me get heated. (sighs) Where where, 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 Where to begin? Okay. Where to begin? Let's just talk about the offense. Because that's really the only problem. Our defense is stellar. Our defense is still we're we're two and three. We're reluctant two and three. We could eat we truly could be four and one. We could have beat Seattle and we could have beat the Colts. I'm not gonna give us the Raiders game. We definitely were gonna lose like we did not look good in that game. And our offense looked good in that game. That was the one game our defense flopped. It was the one game our defense allowed more than 20 points. Every other game, we've allowed less than 20 points. And when your defense only allow, when your defense can allow less than 20 points and you still lose the game, you know what that says? It says your offense sucks dick. And it, it's not... I, I've thought about it. I've thought about it long and hard. Giggity. I've meticulously looked over every aspect and thought hard about this. What's the problem? What specifically is the problem? And there's not, there's not one easy answer. There's not an answer. It's multiple things. There are multiple problems with that offense. First of all, Russ. Yeah. Russ is a problem. Russ, Russ is not performing to his standard. We paid two, I think I said 500 million a, a while back. No, no, no. It's less. It's 250 million. Still bonkers money. Bonkers money. And right now it feels like we bought a lemon. It feels like we got swindled a little bit. Um and so I got I'll give him the benefit of saying he's on a new team with new players and a new coach, a new system that he has to learn, which apparently, by the way, Nathaniel Hackett's coaching system is very difficult to learn. Aaron Rodgers even said it was. Now, I'm not I'm not on the train of giving up on Russ. I can't be. It's not really a negotiable thing. We have to support Russ. He is here to stay. He's not going anywhere. We already traded the farm for the guy. We are, we're paying him all the money. We guaranteed him a ton of money. There's zero chance Russ leaves anytime soon. So you have to stay in his corner. You have to hope and pray that he figures it out, that he gets it going. And I've there's been glimmers of light from him. He just doesn't look like he's moving with the same the same uh what's the word i'm looking for athleticism i guess he doesn't look athletic out there he doesn't look fast he doesn't look sharp his throws are are inaccurate at best his timing is off i don't know what the problem is i would i would assume i mean first of all we we just learned he has a partially torn shoulder so that's definitely part of it um He's, and then the coaching system, like having to learn this difficult coaching system and, and I'll get to the coaching here in a hot second, but we'll stick with Russ. I think in time he will learn. He definitely has parts to blame in this and we can't let him off the hook, but I will not give up on him. I believe he will turn it around. I hope he does. And... I think we will see a change by the like somewhere this season there will be a flip of the switch and things will get moving properly. Now let's move on to a bigger issue. Coaching. This is probably the biggest issue 
we've had so far. First of all, the team's very undisciplined. The most penalties of any team in the league. That's on coaching. You're not disciplining the players. You're, there's no there's no accountability. Two, uh, just basic time, like clock management, game management situations have been killing us all season. Um, the the and uh, the play calling, the play calling is just it's just ass, and it and it's clearly Hackett because our defense is playing stellar. That and he does, and the defensive play calling is on the money. I mean, obviously injuries are piling up now too, and that's not going to help anything. But but clearly this offense, whatever the system is, is difficult. You can tell because the receivers are not in their positions all the time. The receivers are having problems figuring their shit out. Just as Russ is having. The O-line is having trouble figuring out things. I mean, every position group. O-line, receivers, running backs, quarterback. They're all having their issues. And I think you got to stem that from the coaching and the play calling. Something in that system is not clicking. It would not shock me in the least if this ownership group fires Nathaniel Hackett before or after this season. Like, either in the middle of the season or after. And the name that keeps popping up is Sean Payton. If we went out and got Sean Payton, I wouldn't give a fuck if we if we can this dude after one season. Sean Payton would be the perfect coach for Russell Wilson. He would set them up perfectly. He would he would he would implement his he's he's already a proven coach. He knows how to be a head coach. He's won a Super Bowl. He's coached a, a good quarterback who is a similar style quarterback to Russell Wilson, by the way. That's who I want. Go get I don't I mean nothing against Nathaniel Hackett personally. He just sucks ass. Like there's a lot of problems with the guy. I like him as a players coach. He's a very good players coach and he gets along with the players very well and and he seems to have a good rapport with them. But everything else it's just not good. And I it it just sucks. And of anything between between Russ Hackett and George Payton, the weak link here is is uh, Hackett. It's very clear who needs to go. Him. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So hopefully when I go down there is one of those times that they figure their shit out. Not to mention, I will be going down to Nashville next month to see them play again. So if they can start their their climb to success now... The next two games that I see will be good, hopefully. We play the Jets in Denver, and then we play uh, the Titans in Tennessee. So, that's what's been going on with that. And that is my vent. We, yeah, it's just, it's, it's been miserable. That last game, the Colts game, I was, we were at the, at the uh, Hooligans. I was literally banging my head on the table at how horrible our offense was playing. It was easily one of the worst games I've ever seen in general. But to be a Broncos fan and watch that game, and then you still fucking lose the game? Yeah, that was a bad night. We had a bad night. And still not happy about it. We got 11 days to get shit figured out. Garrett Bowles out for the season. Ronald Darby out for the season. We got some guys coming back off injury. And also I'm just I'm I'm so fucking curious. Why are we not implementing guys like Albert O and KJ Hamler? These are these are great players and for some reason they're not being implemented in the system. Hmm. Who's that on? I bet it's on coaching. Why are these guys not being utilized? I hate being a sideline coach, but God damn it, if, if it, structure your system around Russ. Don't put in your fucking bullshit, crazy scheme. Do what's going to allow Russ to be successful. Because if Russ isn't successful, hey, guess what? Offense ain't, ain't successful. Bottom line. Bottom line. That seems like simple fucking math to me. So, I don't know. 
I mean, I'm just I'm just a fan who gets to sit by and watch it all crumble before his eyes and slowly slip into madness. That's what I get to do. And hopefully I won't have to watch that live. Hopefully we'll get to and the Jets are looking good. The Jets are looking really good. So if we lose to the Jets, I might not come back from Denver. I might just bury myself under the fucking stadium. So we'll see. You'll you'll know you'll know shortly whether or not I make it back. Water, yum. Also, I am currently I'm like it's in the middle of the Monday night football game. I'm currently in a very tight race in fantasy football. So, I'm going to briefly check that and we'll see where I'm at. Oh my god. Kelsey caught another touchdown. Oh no. That's who I need not to score. Ooh, it's very tight now. 3-point game. 3-point game in my fantasy football. How many how many minutes are left? Still a lot of time left. Fuck. Kelsey only has 16 yards on five receptions, but two touchdowns right now. And I have Daniel Carlson, who's been kicking ass right now. So I need him to give me a few more points because this is not looking good. I will be very upset if I lose that game. My dumbass had Gabriel Davis on the bench. First play of the game, Gabe Davis hits a 99-yard touchdown. How dumb do you think I felt on that one? Also, by the way, in case you were curious on my gambling habits, which I probably should have gave up for Sober October as well, I'm 0 for 6 on my football bets. Now, each one of these bets pays out like anywhere between $250 to $300. So, if I happen to hit on one, pays for them all. But if I don't, I'm out a lot of money. So far, I'm out $120 for this season. And that's not including my the money I put in for fantasy football, which was also $120. But if you got the funds, spend them and have fun. That's all I got to say about that. And uh, that's what I plan on doing on all these trips. So, yeah. Um, Moving on from football. Because otherwise, I might just uh, cut my head off if I keep talking about football and the Broncos and the miserable, the miserable cunts that are the Broncos. Um, so there's this new movie out. You probably have heard of it. Um, I've seen advertisements for it, and not a lot of noise, but seen a little bit here and there. Uh, this movie, Bros, okay? It is a comedy movie. Judd Apatow, big name, big name in comedy, uh, the comedy movie world. Uh, this is a, a comedy movie about a gay couple. I guess it follows a gay podcaster. Funny enough. Not me. <laughs> and, um... It's just like this, basically like a rom-com, I suppose, is what I, as I understand it. Now, as far as like the gay thing goes, like that didn't really bother me. You know, obviously everything gets jammed down your throat in today's culture, whether it's race or sexuality or gender or whatever. It just seems like in today's culture with movies and Hollywood and all that stuff, it just gets jammed down your throat. No pun intended with the gay movie. But I didn't really feel like that when I... At first, okay? Um, I, I watched the trailer. It seemed... oh, Like, something about it seemed like it could be okay. Now, was this a movie I was going to go see? No. Mostly because I don't go see movies that much anymore, unless they're Marvel movies. Mainly because most movies suck. And it just so happens, this movie sucks. And this is just what I've heard from reviews. Um, it tanked on the box office on its initial weekend. Um, let me just look up 
for reference exactly how bad it tanked because as I understand it, they spent $40 million just to advertise this movie. So let's just take a quick look. Uh, bros. By the way, horrible name for like for what this movie is about. So it got an 89 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got 77 on Metacritic, but it's still bombed at the box office. So, um, I guess I got to go to news here. This is why I need somebody to just like be here to look this shit up while I'm talking. Um, all, okay. So it, it might've only made like $4 million from what? Yeah. 4.8 million in opening weekend after spending 40 million in advertising. Um, and of course, Bill, as I understand it, Billy Eichner, who is the starring role, one of the most annoying comedians out there right now, um, he came out, of course, and said the reason that this movie tanked was because um, people are homophobic. America's homophobic. Of course, that's what the reason was. I I I mentioned this a few episodes ago. We were talking about um. The Woman King and um, movies like that, where if they oh the the Little Mermaid, if they tank, the reason is because you're racist or you're sexist or you're uh, homophobic, or could it just be because the movie sucks? Like, you can't accept the fact that you made a shitty movie, you were part of a shitty movie, so you have to blame it on America being X, Y, and Z. Like, Judd Apatow, he hasn't made a good comedy in fucking forever, okay? Like, the, the, King, the King of Staten Island was okay. It wasn't great. It was okay. And... This very much feels feels like a. It does and it doesn't. It feel like a forced effort to make a gay comedy. Um. Now here's another thing. Okay, so if it only made four point eight million on initial weekend, right? If it only made four point eight million, doesn't that mean all the gay people didn't go see it? Like, it wasn't even supported by the people it was targeting. Like, the reason Black Panther was so successful is because it didn't target one demographic. More than more than uh, African-American people went and saw that. You know? Th that's why that was successful. And in and, and, and most movies that are successful, that are, like, racially based, it's because... Everybody wants to go see it. The reason the Charlie's Angels reboot or the fucking um, uh, Ghostbusters with, with the all-female cast, the reason those tanked, guess what? You didn't get the support of the people you wanted it from. Women. The women didn't come out and watch your shitty movie because your movie was shitty. Not because of anything else. Not because you had a bunch of women. If if the women wanted to see it, they that's half of America. And I don't know what the what the actual what the gay population is, like what the what the percentage is. It seems like everybody at this point, it seems like everybody's gay or bi or LGBTQ. And if you're not those, you at least support it, right? So so if you take, I mean, hey, if you want to take just just the number of of um liberals who who are like bleeding heart supporters of the lgbtq community and will die on their cross for for that movement they didn't go see it so what's up we're not gay enough for you i'm not gay enough for you billy what what what's how do you how do you justify that? And and here's the other thing I want to say that that totally I never even I didn't even cross my mind. 
So they're talking about this movie like it's like this it's this groundbreaking achievement in LGBTQ community. It's the first ever all like gay themed comedy movie. I beg to differ. You ever heard of a movie called I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry? Now I understand before I get all the heat, I understand the leads of the movie were pretending to be gay, right? But the message of the movie is tolerance. The message of I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry starring my favorite guy, Adam Sandler and Kevin James. Um, it was about tolerance. It was about a guy who was homophobic, who realized that's not the right way to be. Like, there's nothing wrong with gay people, and it accepts gay people, and it really shines a light on the community in a positive way. It's... <laughs> so, and, and, but you know, and you know why that movie was successful? Because it was funny. Hey, who'd have thought? A comedy movie should be funny. Apparently, this movie sucks dick, literally and figuratively. So, what do you got to say about that? Like, nobody talks about, I'm now pronouncing Chuck and Larry. It's... That was that was a, a very gay-themed comedy movie that was successful and very funny. I, I thought that movie was great. I still like that movie. Now, like I said, maybe maybe the difference being that um uh this this bros movie was is uh is um the, the leads are gay. Like the the main characters are gay. I don't know. But here's another thing. You can't blame society on the failure of that for being homophobic because Brokeback Mountain won an Academy Award. And there's Heart, uh, Milk, the, the movie Milk. I'm pretty sure that was at least nominated for some awards about Harvey Milk, Sean Penn, uh, I can't, gay activist. Like, it's not groundbreaking. This is not a groundbreaking achievement. The only thing that's groundbreaking is the fact that you made another shitty movie. And, and can't take the blame for it. That's all. Sorry. Just gotta be blunt and honest. Here's another thing. If you wanted to... If you wanted to get people to go see this movie... Don't call it bros. Like, that just... It doesn't, uh... It doesn't feel like the right title for a game. Also, here's another thing that I, I, like I said, I don't really know a lot about it. I've heard a few reviews. Apparently, it's basically just a softcore gay porno. I, I'm only parroting what I've heard, but apparently there's some very graphic sex scenes in this movie that make people uncomfortable, that are like very un unnecessarily like hardcore or softcore I guess for for a movie. And yeah, that's going to turn people off. Who'd have thought? Huh. Crazy. Um if you wanted to get more people to go to this, if you if anything else, if you wanted to get more of a like glaring mainstream like like uh push or or I mean it would have been in the news it would have been all over the place don't name the movie bros just straight up name it faggots and I'm not saying that word as a slur I'm saying that literally I mean that literally like that would have made the public more apt to to go see it it would have been it would have been crazy crazy uh publicity because all the places like there'd be so many people like what how could you do like i can't believe you call it that but it's about gay people it's by gay people that like it, it, uh, christina pajitsky who is a uh, female comedian uh ymh podcast 
she made a very great point. Uh, like of call she I don't think she did, but she she considered or at least joked about calling her her uh comedy special like slut or something like that or or uh something demeaning to women because she could get away with it because she's a woman. Nobody could say if and or but about it. I mean, you know Hollywood would have never allowed them to call that movie that. But it would have caused so many waves, and people would have been like, I kind of got to see this movie. Like, the fact that they called it that, I got to see this movie. But she called it Bros, okay? And Judd Apatow, he, I'm pretty sure, made Step Brothers. Now, if you would make Step Brothers today, you'd think it was a gay porno. Because that seems to be the the running porn theme. Which, by the way, still clean on. Sticking to that. And my mind feels less filthy for it. Now, anyway. Pretty much done with the, with the bros rant. But, again, I'm right. Like, that's just, that's just always the defense mechanism. Is to, is to, uh, call, call the public names and be like the reason you didn't see this is because you're you're bigoted or you're you're racist it's like no dude people don't want to see it because it's a bad movie because it gets bad reviews and the reason it gets bad reviews because you made a bad movie sorry if you made a better movie maybe it would be better well received bottom line accept fault for your shitty movie and again most movies today suck and you know what? I was right. Uh, um, the the Woman King apparently that was like number one that week. It was like the number one movie in the world that week. And guess what? They said like all the headlines were like people willing to embrace an all black movie or some shit like that. Yeah, the success was based around that. It wasn't based around the fact that they just made a good movie or not. It had to be racially based. Stupid. Stupid. Anyway. One thing that they... that Or, I'll say Hollywood. That has gotten right. And I haven't talked about it since the first episode. Is House of the Dragons. House of the Dragons kicks ass. I just watched... I'm, I'm all caught up. I'm not going to spoil anything because it is brand new. But I'm just going to say it. That movie or that show, that series, is beautiful. Like, it is so well shot, and the music, all that, it's just such a good show. And they've really lived up to to the predecessor. And I love the acting. I'm, I'm not crazy about how much they time skip, but I understand what they're doing. At first, I didn't. I thought that we were just going to follow this family and kind of do all that, similar to the first one. But they're really jumping ahead, like, years. Like, every episode is, like... I mean, it could be a year. It could be six years. Like, they really time skip, which throws me off a little bit. But it didn't dawn on me until about episode five. The whole... If you know, this is clearly going to get renewed for a new season because it's just it's the number one show in the world. What they're doing is every se- every season is going to be a new, like changing of the guard, or you know, like the new. It's it's basically just going to be the successions of the kings or or the rulers of the Iron Throne. Why it's called House of the Dragon because the Targaryens ruled all the way up until uh, Eris, the Mad King, and that is where this series will end. It will end with Robert's Rebellion and the uh, the fall of the Mad King, which is awesome. Like if if it continues this way, they're gonna go all the way to to that point, and then it will just. It'll bleed right into the to the original series, which is awesome, and I hope they do. I would love to see a uh, depiction of Robert's Rebellion. I think that would be awesome. That would be so cool. See a young Ned Stark, and you'd get to see uh, 
Elena Stark and all that stuff. Is that her name, Elena? I don't remember. Pretty sure that's her name. Um, but you get to see all you know, young Robert Baratheon. Be freaking awesome. The uh, usurping of the crown. Ooh, let's check in on my fucking fantasy. How am I doing? Praying. I lost all my fantasies last week. So I'm hoping I can... Oh, no. Kelsey, you son of a bitch. He scored a third touchdown. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. And Daniel Carlson scored me another field goal. I am, oh my God, you got to be kidding me right now. Son of a bitch. I am currently ahead by point one. The score is 109.6 to 109.5. God damn it, Travis Kelsey. And that's so much to ask for to have Kelsey not get any more yards. He literally needs one yard to tie me. Fuck. He can get a few more yards, but I need Daniel Carlson to hit like a game-winning field goal. Or to hit another field goal. Fuck me. Coming down to the end. So I might just lose that one. I'm I'm one in three in that league. So I I can't afford to drop another one. But I'm gonna win my other two leagues, that's for sure. Ah, <sighs> fuck. Well, let's wrap this thing up here. I'm getting toward the end. I got to go finish watching this game. I got to see how this all plays out. Fuck Travis Kelsey and fuck the Kansas City Chiefs. Ugh! Anyway, so I'm going to close it with this. Okay, first of all, let me just say this. I thought about this earlier this week. Um, I thought about... My friends, all my friends now, they're getting married, they're having kids, um, settling down, right? And these are friends, some of my friends who are younger than me, right? And it occurred to me that, you know, I see a lot less of them. And that's not because of me. It's because they have things they're doing, right? They don't go out as often. They're tired. They have their families. And you know what that made me realize? Settling down sucks. It's like, here's the thing. So I got, I got 30-year-old friends who are 30. I'm not saying 38. I'm saying they're 30. I got friends who are 26. And in, in, in that age range. And they're too tired to go out. They're, they're fucking exhausted from work. Or they're this, that, and the other. They, got, they, they were up all night with the kid. You know, all this bullshit. And it's like, you did that too fucking early, dude. I'm op- like, I am fine with the idea of settling down. But I am so fucking glad I didn't do it then. People people jump on that shit way too early. It's like, you're 24. You don't need to get married and have kids. Do that later. I don't give a, Like, I would rather be 40 in doing that. Like, I have my whole... Like, think about being 30 and settling down. And having a family and having that. Most of you probably are. And so I'm basically just shitting on all of you right now. Because you made a bad choice. And you know it. Okay? <laughs> you're too fucking tired and too busy. And especially when your kids get older, you're going to be even more busy. To go out and have fun and hang out with your friends and do things like that. And by the time the kids are grown up and out of the house... You're going to be too fucking old to do anything anyway. People are like, well, I'm going to retire when I'm 60. And then I'll have all the time in the world to do what? 
sit around and watch fucking Jeopardy and fall asleep at 8 p.m.? That's boring as shit. I love, I'm not even 30 yet. I'm young as shit. I'm the youngest guy alive. Nobody's younger than me. And you know, and, and that's partially the truth because guess what? I get to go out whenever I want. I get to go to Missoula whenever I want, to Denver whenever I want, at the drop of a hat. I get to do any of that. If somebody called me tomorrow and was like, hey, you want to go to Vegas? I could. I don't got to discuss it with anybody. I don't got to, I don't got to plan around the kids' schedule. I don't got to, you know what I mean? Like, that shit sucks. I can do that later. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you wait till you're 35 or 40? You got your, like, 40 is so young. By the time your kid's 20, you're 60. There's nothing wrong with that. That's how my parents, my parents are older. There's no problem with that. Stay healthy. Stay healthy for the kid. Hell, you could live to be 100 these days. Why are, we, why are people settling down so early? Like, we're in a rush? Fuck off. Why do, why do you want to have kids when you're 25? That makes no sense to me. So that thought occurred to me, and <laughs> which then made me realize that's probably why I've been single for five years, is because I'm too busy thinking like that. And I have no problem having a girlfriend or anything like that. I have no problem dating and... But to, to get married? Like, if it made sense, yeah, but... I'd rather get married and then have kids later. God. Travel. Go see stuff. Experience life. Experience the world. You don't get to do that shit. Near, like, you can do it, but not nearly as often when you have a family. You got responsibilities. Guess what responsibilities I have? None. Zero. I've got my day-to-day -day responsibilities, like making sure my bills are paid, and making sure this, that, and the other are taken care of. But nothing to the extent of making sure my kid is alive. That's crazy. Like, mm, I can't even imagine. And I don't want to. Not anytime soon. So while you guys are all out there enjoying your families. And enjoying all that. And not really having all that much fun. Your boy's going to be spending the weekend in Missoula partying it up, and then the next week in Denver, partying it up. So, who made the wise choice now? Just in case you needed to feel bad about your life decisions. And if you're happy with it, I'm sure you are. Congratulations. No freedoms, but as long as you're happy with it, good for you. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you no matter what you choose to do. Whether it's, it's dumb or not, I still support you. And I still hope you have a fantastic life with your families. I'm checking my fantasy again because, yes, I am stressing about this. And I'm still good. Oh, and the Chiefs are in the red zone again. If Travis Kelsey scores a fourth touchdown, I am certainly fucked. I just hope he doesn't catch anything. If he doesn't score anything else the rest of the game, I will still win. That's what's miraculous about this. And it is middle of the fourth quarter. Pray with me. Um, I'll leave with this because I was, talking to a, I was talking to my buddy at work about this and I thought this was funny. I don't recall ever talking about this on the show, so... This might be new content. If not, it's just a refresher. So, because I'm talking about relationships and settling down and things like that, it this is that's not what brought it up today. I don't even remember what it was that brought it up today. But it, I was thinking and I told a couple stories to my buddy about how absolutely horrible I was at talking to women or interacting with women whatsoever when I was uh, in high school. And it's miraculous that how, how drastically different I am. Like, I don't know if it was 
I had bad self-confidence. I don't know if I was just like, I definitely always had this thing of rejection. Like I did not want to be rejected still kind of have a problem with that, but I've gotten better about that. Like I've, I've gotten to the point where it's like, you know, if, if they're not interested, then fuck them. Like who cares? You know, on to the next one. I'm very much over rejection. Rejection still hurts and it sucks. But back then, God, it was like the worst thing I could imagine, which prevented me very much from from uh, attempting anything with any girls. So here's a couple funny stories that I have from high school. Um, first of all, middle school, I had this huge crush on this girl. I won't say any names. Fuck it, I'll say uh, mm, No, I won't say any names. Um, I had this huge crush on this girl. Uh First of all, she was probably the most developed girl in middle school. So that didn't hurt. But she was very beautiful, like regardless of tits or not. She was beautiful. And we very soft-spoken, quiet, uh, liked good music and stuff. I specific, In middle school, I specifically remember walking, because I went to Lewis and Clark. I walked to uh, the shrine to get tickets for a concert. And I'm walking back toward the school because I actually lived where I live now, or I was staying where I live now. Um, and she was sitting outside with a friend and she, and she says, Hey, give me one of those. Like just teasing, like kind of being cute. And you know what I did? <laughs> this makes me fucking cringe every time I think about it. Rather than try and come up with something witty or say something, you know, clever. I just took the envelope of tickets and I'd go, I said nothing. I laughed, shook my head, and tapped the tickets like, What? You idiot? The next year, freshman year of high school, same girl sitting next to her in math class. Um, and I can't remember what happened. I end up like looking over at her, and she's staring right at me. And she says to me, You have really pretty eyes. And I could have swore my blood turned to ice. I was frozen. I was, and I was like, what? You complimented a physical feature of mine? And I just go, uh, you do too. Like so nervous. Couldn't believe she was even talking to me, much less giving me a compliment. And rather than saying something slick like, well, wouldn't you like to see these eyes over a, over dinner? <laughs> wouldn't you like to see these eyes later this evening? That would be creepy, actually. I would never actually say that. But, of course, I never, like, leaned into it. I was never like, hey, thanks. Appreciate that. So, anyway, what's your number? You know what I mean? Like, never would occur to me to do that. I also am reminded of a time specifically around this time of year, Halloween, hanging out with some of my friends from high school and a couple girls. One of the girls I had a huge crush on and she knew it. We're watching scary movies and she, this is a different girl, by the way. Um, I'm laying on the floor. Everyone else is kind of sitting on couches and chairs and whatnot. This girl comes down, lays right next to me, and then plays the whole mm, scared thing and starts, like, cuddling with me. And you know what I did? Nothing. I did nothing. Like, I put my arm around her, but I didn't make any sort of advancement whatsoever. And she clearly wanted me to. And I was too much of a pussy to not do it. Thank God. I grew a set of a set of balls. Thank God. I'm not as big a pussy as I was in high school because trust me when I tell you, I was the biggest pussy. And I got no pussy for it. So there's a lesson for all you youngsters out there, all you gentlemen. Don't be pussies cuz you won't get any if you do. You won't get any if you are one. <laughs> so I should make that a t-shirt. Don't be a pussy if you want pussy. <laughs> God. Oh, boy. All right. I'm going to go finish watching this game. Pray for me. Hope Travis Kelsey doesn't get a fourth touchdown. Hopefully, Daniel Carlson hits another field goal. Help me out a little bit. Thank you guys for watching. I appreciate it. 
Um, glad I put this one out. It was a fun one. We talked a lot. We talked about a bunch of stuff. Um, be gayer. Everybody be gayer or else they're going to come get you. Um, don't settle down until you're later in life. And if you already did, you fucked up. Sorry. What are you going to do? Set, ship the kids off boarding school. Sell them. Sell, sell the kids. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for watching again. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, do all that stuff. Help me out. I do appreciate you. Have a great week. Have a great uh, attitude. Be positive. Run that positivity. The world will always be a better place if you spread the positivity, spread the joy, spread the happiness. Because most importantly, you got to remember that life's a garden. Dig it. You just got to keep on.